Boys and girls, moms and dads, welcome back to Pin to Pin, the volleyball podcast. This is episode five. My name is Ryan Tolman, your host. Sitting next to me here is Danger Will Robinson. And we've got our incredible producer behind the screen over there, Noah Cotterman. And uh, let's get the show rolling. All right. For those of you who don't have video, you're listening to us now on Spotify, Apple, and Google. So some of the listeners now are not viewers anymore. We also are on YouTube. If you found us on your podcast things thing, where you find your platform, podcast yeah. platforms, <laughs> then and you want to see what we look like, and you want to see the the now traditional epic high five to start every episode, you certainly can go find us on YouTube. Um, we, uh, we're, we're progressing as a podcast here. Uh, now we just need more viewers or slash listeners. We need to stop calling them viewers. Yeah, we need your feedback. Help yeah, us. We would love it. <laughs> help us help you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so anyway, today we're going to talk about volleyball. I know that's weird for some people, right? They're, they tune in, they see a couple of good looking guys and they're like, I wonder what they're well, talking you about. You get a basketball guy right there. I know. I played yeah. basketball growing up, so um, unfortunately didn't get a chance to play volleyball. I probably would have been in, in the Olympics or something crazy. Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> uh, so last time, let's recap a little bit. What did we talk about last, last, last episode? Last time we talked about positions, right? What does it take to be a volleyball player um, of each position? Like what makes a good outside hitter and a good libero and a good setter and all that? Um, this time we're going to, we're going to dive into the mental side of volleyball a little bit real quick before we get going. We had uh, one comment on last uh, week's oh, episode about got? more than one comment, one comment about positions from okay, our guy, Brian Lewis, okay, coach Brian, at, Brian coach Lewis. At Aspire Volleyball Club yeah, with us plays, plays uh right. He's a right, left-handed right side for VLA, uh, team Ascension. Yes, he is. He's a professional semi-pro volleyball player, I guess. VLA professional semi-pro something or other. Yeah, yeah. Athletic <laughs> guy, super awesome coach. We love having him at Aspire. Used to have great hair. Noah didn't know about this, right? Oh no, he that was that was free Noah. <laughs> that was Noah. yeah. Brian's awesome. What was uh, his comment? So his comment, uh, I think to be an effective right side, you have to be efficient in three areas. Terminal on the block, ability to point score, especially in, on out-of-system balls. Quality blocker, either for points or positive touches. And strong slash efficient at the service line. Basically have the ability to point score at all three skills. Point score on all three levels. I love it. Brian Lewis. Thank you, sir. And be a liability defensively. I'm sure <laughs> he'll agree with that. Brian is uh, a show contributor now, and I, and that's awesome. I, I, we were with him for six, I don't even know how long yesterday. He's so he's so awesome to be here. Yeah, I, so I've had the, the pleasure of coaching this year with Brian on our on our 18 Thor team, which is our top team. Uh, we just took all those boys to Chicago, which was cool. We, we Literally we, cool. It was cold as, as ice. Um what, 20 degrees outside? I, I froze. Um, some of our boys didn't even go outside. Yeah. Um, I we, did my best not to. Yeah. As, as all. <laughs> we were there for a USA Volleyball uh, tournament, trying to you know trying to chase a bid to get to nationals. Uh, all our teams came up a little short, but we had great competition all week on, which was cool. We got better. Yeah, that's, that's the part that I think gets overlooked sometimes with some of these qualifiers and the big tournaments. And, you know, I, everybody's going for one purpose. 
and that's try to try to you know get a bid so you can go to nationals but there's so much more to these tournaments creating creating memories for these boys moments to try to grow up like we had two we had two boys travel by themselves yep. last minute mom last and dad minute. stuff came up and they did uh, a good job jace and jackson miller jace is a senior jackson's a sophomore mom and dad threw him on a plane uh with some supervision of some coaches a little bit and they minor supervision i will add yeah and you know what they they navigated it like jace champ. did a great job i'm not jace i mean is, jackson is the little brother and sure. he took that role jace jace did a really good job yeah i, I only impressed. took care of him for like an hour i had to take them on the the train that was my yeah. dad role <laughs> yeah. other than that J jace was the dad it's cool it, and i think some of that gets lost with these tournaments there those are those are moments those two brothers are going to have forever, which is super special. So I was really excited for that. I'd like to add one okay, that, go for like, it. that's not volleyball related. Lorenzo and his host mom and family. First time ever. Foreign at a big exchange student. Yeah. Comes over to America. It's from Italy. Goes to a qualifier with Lorenzo. his host family. Yeah. And you can tell they love each other. Yeah, he's, he's, I, I was people watching them the whole time. I think they're such cool people. Lorenzo is from the moment we met him. It just, he's a, he's one of those kids. It's a charmer. He's a super personable kid. If you're going to be a foreign exchange student, you got to have a you're little different. bit of that. Yeah. You're totally, yeah. That kid's awesome. He's really, he has enhanced our club tremendously from not only a volleyball standpoint, he's a really good volleyball player. I wish we had someone that knew Lorenzo person personally standpoint. or like has coached him. Do we have anybody no, like I don't that? know. I'm sure I could get in contact. I'd just be like, hey, well, give me, let <laughs> me, on, give me in contact team. with your club coach yeah, from Italy. Yeah. Play, uh, so, so. <laughs> No, he's Luke, talking about you, I'm Noah. talking about you, Noah. <laughs> that went right I'm over. I'm just going to edit that out. I'm going to edit that out. That's, right. why, that's why he's a producer and not, and not one of the talent on the show, because clearly we that's what we are right here. Yeah, no, I make it's, people it's, laugh. That's what I do, uh, right? Well, you made us laugh today. <laughs> Winning helps. Maturing is what these trips really help. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's you see a kid really grow up after these. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. All right, so let's talk, uh, let's talk mental stuff here, okay? Um every sport requires a, a mental part to it. Um, you know, even if you boil down like an, like an offensive lineman in football to the, to the, the, the norm, the, just the, the average fan is just standing in the way of moving people. Right? This big guy. There's so much, there's so much involved. Right. Yeah. And then, and then to, in volleyball, you look at it, you're like, Oh, how hard can that be? Right. You, you just, just got to pass it there. Yeah. You just got to set it there. You just, just got to hit, hit it there. It, right? Um, it doesn't take a lot of mental stuff going on there. What makes volleyball? And this is a question we haven't really I'm talked ready. about this. I'm, I know what you're asking. What, what makes volleyball mentally different than other sports? Maybe what, what kind of unique mental approach is required to, uh, what's dinging? Is that your computer? Is it me? It's me. It's your computer. It's me. Sorry. Nope. It's you. Everyone, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. Um, that is so unprofessional. What, what makes volleyball unique yeah. mentally compared to other sports? There's a point online every time. And there's only a couple other sports that are like that. Tennis is one. Mm -hmm. Literally every rally, you are playing for a point, And yep. there is a loser. And that loser knows they're a loser. And there is a winner. And that winner knows they're a winner. Yeah. So you're, you're playing probably close to 40 to 50, 60 points a set. So you have 60 mental reps that have to be really neutral. Because sure. yeah, if you I, ride that roller coaster, you're going to be a hard team to beat when you're up, but you're going to be an easy team to beat when you're down. 
Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, that's I, what I think is different. What do you I, think? Because it's think, not like basketball, right? No, see, not like football. So basketball, you only score when you have the ball. Mm-hmm. Football, you only score. Football, you, you only score when Pick you have the ball until you. You're yeah. right, 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 yeah. right. Defensively, you can. Baseball, you you can't score defensively at all. Nope. Um, every single play in volleyball has the opportunity to score, which is huge. Most I net also, sports do have that. Sure, yeah. right. I I also think that volleyball is unique mentally because it's such a stop and go sport in regards to the points, you know, basketball, go, 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 go. Right. Yep. Uh, You know, in football, you're stop and go every play, but every play doesn't necessarily result in points. And every play you, you literally have what? 30 seconds, 35 seconds to move on. How long do you have in between plays in volleyball? Five to 10. Five to 10. If if you got a crazy ref, four. Right. You know, if you got, if you got an 80 year old guy up there, 20, maybe. The resiliency that that I think some of these volleyball players have mentally is really, really impressive. And I think that's the biggest difference. So we're going to talk, let's, let's get a little bit more specific here. Um, I, I have some favorite coaches in, in, that people are going to know. Oh, you, you view, I'm going to highlight them. Yeah. You yeah. view him I, as a coach. Jay Billis was a coach for a yeah. while. Right, right, right. He's an, anal- an a- analyst now. He is a future president, even if he doesn't run. He's incredible. Every time Jay Billis speaks, I, I, I listen. Yep. Um, and, and so he, he had this whole essay, so to speak, about toughness and mental toughness. And what I loved about it is that he, he, ex- he explained how, that's the same thing, right? Like mental toughness is a redundant phrase because if you're tough, you mentally approach the game the right way. Yeah. Toughness doesn't have anything to do with you know, your physicality, your strength, your ability to, to jump and hit hard and dunk a basketball or whatever, set a ball. It's got nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with your mental approach to the game because the physical part can be done by so many people. Yes. Physically. And think about like, okay, the, the goat conversation, right? I go to Michael Jordan, right? The greatest basketball player of all time, period. Don't even, don't even at me with anything. Yeah, I else. would never. Michael Jordan, right? How many people since Michael Jordan, LeBron James included, have been, have been looked at as the next Michael Jordan? Three or four. And why are they looked at as the next? Or Kobe Bryant's one to think that you think of, um, what was the kid that played for the Heat for a while? What was that guy's name? Uh, Dwayne. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> Not Dwayne Wade. Tracy McGrady, a no, lot no, no, of people no. like. There was a, I, I'm gonna, it's, it's skipped my mind. I, I'm going to come in. It, it, Can you describe him? I should yeah. be Harold pretty good at this. Minor. Harold yep. Minor. He mm-hmm. moved a lot like Michael Jordan. Physically, he was a freak. And people thought, oh, this is the next Michael Jordan. What separated Michael Jordan from every single one of those guys, even Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. Fun fact, Harold Miner's nickname, Baby Baby, Jordan. Baby Jordan. Right. I remember that because what year did he go into the league? Uh, He graduated college in 92. Looks like his first year in the league. He got drafted in. Let's see. Where is it? Did he get drafted the year I was born? That'd be cool. (laughs) The year I was in high school? Yeah. We're so much different in age. 92, 93 to Miami Heat. So that that was like... For me, that was, I mean, I was a teenager. Like I was soaking up basketball left and right. So that's why I remember Harold Miner. But what separates Jordan? It's always mental. 100%. Yep. He was tougher mentally. Kobe, Kobe gets close, right? And the Mamba mentality stuff. LeBron clearly is close. You know, at that point, you're, 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 splitting, you're splitting hairs. hairs and then the one so thing split. that sick, sticks out is results. 
Sure. Yeah. Michael's results but are just me- a little different. <laughs> the mental, the mental side, the mental approach at all times, good times, bad times, sideways times, right? Um, in, in, in victory and defeat, the mental approach is always the same from mm-hmm. the great ones. And so volleyball has got to be the same way. Um, and we're going to talk about each position and what mental toughness means in each position. Quote, quote unquote. Mental. Yeah. Mental toughness, right? Because it's redundant yep. according to yep. Jay Billis. Yep. Um, Michigan State basketball coach Tom Izzo, love him. Talk about a freaking tough dude. He is hard on his guys and oh his guys gosh. are okay with it. Do- and those That's how guys, you know he loves them. Those guys play hard. Oh, yeah. Play well, so hard. I think the one guy you can be like, that's a Michigan State guy, just the way he plays, the way he acts, the way he respects his coach is Draymond. Like yeah, he, he personifies everything. Izzo, I think, if I'm Izzo, I'm like, yes, that that's right. the guy that I wanted. Right. I wanted to come maybe, out of Michigan State. Maybe not some of the antics, but that's that's come from. I don't know. If, yeah, I don't, but the way respecting he plays, his coach, he. I don't know about that. But the way he plays the game, it's incredible, right? Um, he, he he was quoted one time as saying, "Players play, but tough players win." Mm-hmm. And so, if we're talking mental toughness, and there, it's redundant. replace that word right players play but mental players win and i know mental comes with a different negative connotation for sure how you use it right so let's go through each we're actually going to go through each skill of volleyball and we're going to from uh, we're going to approach it from the standpoint that you don't want to face this type of player those are the hardest ones like the hardest player to guard in basketball, the hardest player to to defend on the football field or the hardest player to pitch against in baseball, right? What makes the this skill the hard that did you hear that dinging too? We got more that's, dinging. That's dryer. That would be dryer the, yeah, washer. Yeah, yeah. We're right next to the laundry room in in the Tolman Casa. So all sorts of chaos <laughs> yeah, going we on. Got lots of th- all sorts of chaos. Lots of stuff. Um so anyway, so uh we're gonna start with serving. So what makes a player tough from the service line? I'll go first. Yeah, you will. Because you've served the most out of all of us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't play. That's okay. Right? That's fine. Yep. Um, I think... Neither did Russ Rose or John Dunning, and they've and won a lot of volleyball games. Russ so Rose, that conversation is, is R- mute. Russ Rose, John Dunning, Ryan Tolman, mm-hmm. all synonyms. Yep. What I think the the, the tough... When, you, when you're sitting there and serve-receive... As a coach anyway, right? Not as a player. Cause I, I don't know. When, when a kid goes back there to, to serve and I'm like, oh, here we go. It's the kid that has the exact same routine no matter what the situation. Point one, point 24, right? 23, 23, 23, 10. It doesn't matter what it is. It's the same approach to his serve or her serve. And, and that routine is what creates incredible consistency. Do you agree? Yeah. Yep. If I, if, if I get, if I get a 12 year old at a lesson, one of the first things I teach them in serving is like, Hey, you got to do the same, same way every time. Yeah. If you keep doing it a different way, you're not going to work. Right. Yeah. So the, the routine also requires discipline and it requires you to remember your routine and to be methodical and present. Sure. Those are a lot of things mentally that you have to be on it. And if you're not, mm-hmm. you go back and serve one ball. Mentally tough servers can visualize their success. 
before it happens. Right. Yep. They can see it. They, they see it going in. They believe it's going in before can, it happens. And I think that's part of the routine. There's a confidence in, in a routine knowing that this is just, this is just going in. And then they don't serve to miss, right? Like they don't, they serve to make, yeah. They don't serve with the fear that they're going to miss it. I'm going to hit this ball bec- the, this, this way because I know it's going in. Yeah. And it doesn't always happen. No, because you can't repeat skill 100% of the time, Sometimes, even if yeah. your form is perfect. So then the, the, the last part of being a really mentally tough server is understanding that you're going to miss it. And, and then how do you react? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Because uh, the next play matters, right? Yeah, I, I think you will find out a person the most in the red zone, in pressure situations, how they act to their failure or however they're going to view it. They're Explain the red zone to the football fans out there. Yeah, red zone in our sport is going to probably be 18 and up, 20 and up, mm-hmm. and it's usually going to be near tied. So it's you're going to find out who they're going to side out, who's going to be good in, in pressure situations. Yeah. The server that misses a serve at 21 all and doesn't change their body language at all is a server I want on the, on my team. Even if on the inside, right. even on the inside, they're going crazy. Keep it on the inside because mm-hmm. you, you're going to go crazy. A little bit, a little bit of Chris Paul from the free throw line. Yeah. Tell the viewers what that means. Because not many people know what the Phoenix Suns are yet still. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, he's unflappable from the free throw line makes, especially in late game situations, 50, 40, 90 guy. What do you expect? High percentage guy, even in tough situations. And when, and when he misses, He's already ahead of it, right? Like if I miss, I'm sure he's thought four or five steps ahead. If I miss, what's the game situation? What's required of me? Who do I need to defend? Where do I need to go? What's the next step? And volleyball players are really the same. That's especially the really tough ones. They're really the same because, you know, like, like Setter, for example, you know, you miss a serve. Well, you got, what we talked about before. Five to 10 seconds. Five to 10 seconds to then get your, your team in serve receive organize your hitters and whatever position you are right yeah right. you have responsibilities and understand what is required on that next point and so it, it's incredibly difficult to play against those guys that like you said body language same all the time you know sir i miss surf and it's not it's not flipping it's not like wow whatever i miss a surf. It's how not, do you it's it's like you just shrug it off without shrugging it off yeah you know what i mean how do you train that body language? How do you train that reaction? I have two uh, things. You, you, you put like a, like a zapper in their pocket and you that's, zap them when they have bad one. body that's language. I, you're like, uh, you, you have to talk about it a lot. I think if it, if they do it in practice, they're going to do it in a match. Duh. Right. And then you film them. Yeah. If they see it on film, Boom. a lot of times body film language, don't lie. Yeah, yeah. Right. Tr- oh, wow. Truth, I, tu- truth Tuesdays or I, truth Thursdays. Yeah. I look like that on yeah. film. Yeah. 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 You're not wrong. All right, let's go to passing. What what is the type of passer that you do not want to face? Like, oh my gosh, this person is on the other side of the net. A passer you know you can't break. Okay, how do you break a passer? Ace we em. just talked about Yeah, well, you, you ace them. Right. But then you know you broke them when they physically look defeated. Yeah. Oh, we're serving them. Right. And that's easy. Even a first year coach knows that the best, the, <laughs> the best, uh, 
passer I've ever coached. Who is it? It's Brooke Nunaviller. I've aced her many times. You've never aced Brooke Nunaviller. Oh, Nunaviller. Brooke will comment on this. She knows I've aced her many times. <laughs> um, I totally agree with you. She has been aced before. Yeah. It's always it shocking. Yep. It's always shocking for everybody else. But she knows, right? She knows she's going to get aced. It's volleyball. It's hard. Um, but she is, she's the most unflappable human being I've ever been around in a passing situation, in a volleyball situation for that matter. Her body language never changes. In fact, her body language improves when things get hard, right? Yes. When stuff is not going her way, she is able to just quickly get past it and move to the next. It's incredible. Uh, nobody, nobody wanted to serve that girl. No, but still they do. they still don't. No, they did her freshman year. Yeah, because, but then after that, you know, yeah, they really, they, yeah, they figured it out pretty well. Quick. She figured it out. She yeah, figured well, out this game speed. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Pa- passers and servers have to have a next ball mentality like no other because those are the first two contacts all the time. Right. So they're going to happen the most, and you're going to be on the limelight the most. Mm-hmm. Like if a blocker hits out, or sorry. A blocker hits out. Send it out. If, if a hitter hits out, people aren't really going to bat an eye as much as if a person gets aced for point. Yeah, it's they're diff- not the same point. Even right. they, even though they are right, the it's, spectator it's worth the same amount. Yep, yeah, yeah. the spectator and and the normal fan is is going to see a difference. No, what do you got? You look like you were going to say something. Do hit. I was, yeah, was going to say something. Make fun of me. Come it, on, get it. it Come just on. Kind of like you were going to make fun of Will. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I wasn't necessarily going to make fun of him. Just you know, hey, a lot of stuff to edit out this this episode. It's all right. <laughs> I started with one. You know, then we got yeah. the dryer. The you know, I know we're all over the place. everywhere. All right, attacking Noah. Uh, let's get your perspective on this. You you've attacked a fair amount of volleyballs. Um, what what kind of attacker on the other side just? Absolutely. From a coach perspective, even a player's perspective, because you played, what type of an attacker on the other side just absolutely is difficult to handle mentally? I mean, again, remember, mental toughness, physical and mental, it's all the same thing. So mentally tough players or tough players do these things. And it's a mental part of it as much as physical. Go ahead, Noah. Mine is have a lot of range and have a consistently high contact point. Why is that hard, though? Tell people why that's hard. Physically, it seems like you'd be able to do that no matter what. Having a lot of range or, you know, like a, a big attacking window is actually a little harder than some people think. Because um, you're you just jumping to, and hitting, right? Just you balls up you there, have go to hit be it. really, really good with, um, you know, getting your feet to the ball and a lot of different things. And honestly, it, it's more difficult the worse your setter is. Or not worse your setter is, but if you don't have a good setter, it's very hard to have a big window because the balls are going to be so inconsistent. Um, so, so here, let me translate that and see what you think about this mentally tough. I can't, we keep being redundant, but that's fine. Mentally tough hitters don't care what the set looks like. They understand that their setter isn't always going to be perfect. Setting's really hard. Yep. They understand the setter's not always going to be perfect. So the mentally tough ones, they don't really care what the ball is that they get they make the most out of it. Absolutely. They go work hard no matter, you know, where that ball is. And we've seen uh, as coaches and as players, you you guys probably had teammates this way, or maybe you were this way where nothing's ever right. Uh, Hey, a little higher. Yeah. Push it out a little bit more. Oh, will you bring that inside? Yeah, it's too tight. Every set they turn to their setter and and it's somebody else's fault. Those are mentally weak hitters. 
Those are mentally weak volleyball players because it's somebody else's job to help them get better. Mm-hmm. Whereas taking those, ownership. those hitters, regardless of the ball, have this enormous toolbox to make stuff happen, right? To score points in any situation at any time, regardless of what the set is. Yeah. I think those are the mentally toughest attackers. They find a way to put pressure all the time, even when it's not perfect. Here's here's oh go ahead no you had something you look which up. I just yeah. feels very hard to do without you know a big range which sure that's you the, know right yeah um you know the the more I guess it's very random so you just kind of have to be able to work kind of wherever you are um, the one thing that I really like with um, attackers getting range is all the net play where you just go up and just jam. Yeah, that's by far one of my favorite ones that started to come on here pretty strong recently. The next layer to that with attacking is is the mentally weak ones, right? The 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 ones that just don't they don't have a growth mindset. And we'll we might talk about growth mindset as opposed to fixed mindset at some point. But the ones that are mentally weak don't think they need all of that, Noah. They feel like, oh, well, I, I'm bigger than that kid or I jump higher. Jump high, hit hard. I hit harder. Yeah. You know, like they don't, they don't, they don't think that they need to grow, right? The best, the mentally tough ones understand that they need all of that. I need to work on that part of my game because that's what tough volleyball players do as opposed to, well, I can bounce a volleyball. I'm going to go up and jump high, hit hard, like you said. Um, and I think that's, that, that separates Great hitters, great attackers from the average ones. And then the other part of that, I'm just going to keep going. You're on a roll. I feel great about this. That's that's why I'm just listening. The other part of that is um, mentally tough attackers because everybody wants to attack. It's fun. It's glory. Oh, yeah. A lot of glory. A lot of glory. I want to hit the ball, which is fine, which is great, right? I mean, who doesn't? I think the mentally, the, the really tough ones are the ones that understand that spreading the ball to different hitters, running a diverse offense, giving other guys opportunity, so to speak, to create better opportunities for them. Cause there's some guys who are like, well, I'm just better than those guys over there. I'm the best hitter on this team. Send me the ball more. Uh, I, right. Like coach, I didn't get set enough. That's why we lost. Right. And I, and I think that's a, I think that's a weak approach. Because if you selfish if, approach if that, well, and isn't selfishness weakness? <laughs> I, yes. So, yes. So you're, you understand that this scenario required the set to go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, the team is stacking on me. So let's open it up for somebody else. And then that's going to lead to greater opportunities for them. Better opportunities where then you can bounce a ball and everybody cheers and goes crazy and you make a highlight reel. Yeah. Cause a tough hitter isn't going to let, the ego get in the way of letting my number two guy go off when the number one guy is getting trapped. Yeah. Like if RIP D Hopkins, you know, man, we needed him yesterday. (laughs) Cardinal struggle. (laughs) Like I guarantee you Hopkins is a guy that's like, Hey, if I'm going off and I'm double covered, don't maybe throw it to me, but understand there's a guy open. And if he gets the glory, I don't care because we win. I can see. And that takes a lot of toughness to say, you yes, know, I agree and talk about a tough dude. We needed him. Yeah. He might've been the difference oh. yesterday, but who knows? <laughs> All right, let's go to setting next, uh, next deal. 
I, um, I want to go. What makes my, a tough uh, setter? My turn. Yeah, I just asked. <laughs> what, what, what makes a tough setter? Because you taught, you taught. Oh yeah, my youngest boy, my middle child, is a lot about this uh, this setting stuff. What makes a tough setter, dude? I think the setting position is so much fun. It is one of my favorite positions, like no other, to walk around. And we were just at a qualifier. I love putting my arm around their shoulder and just walking around the gym and being like, look at that guy. Look at that setter. Well, what do you guys look at though? Yeah, uh, it just started. Okay. Look at their poise. Okay. Look at how their eye contact, they're never looking at the ground. I love saying this. The ground's never going to save you. Like what's on the ground. Right. But that's, that's literally what you do when you're defeated. Uh So So poise, eye contact. That that setter sets the ball. Hitter gets housed. Is this, is the setter going to look down? Is the setter going to just look up and down? Or is the setter going to go right to their hitter and be like, dude, we're good. Okay. That's, that's another, uh, that's the biggest one. Those are, that's a tough setter. That's a tough setter because it's easy to look down. It right. totally is. That famous UCLA video of the, the center. Like it, yeah, that's, yeah. That's pulling just, his chin it, up. It, yeah. our, heads, our head is heavy, you know? <laughs> especially As a especially, baby. Like, yeah, yeah. When you got a big, do- a big <laughs> noggin like me, it's hard to hold it up. Yeah. I, I, what I love is you walk around. You don't walk around and, and with your setter at these, you know, at these big qualifiers and be like, Whoa, look at that kid's hands. Yeah, no. I, oh, look, that look means how, he's played a lot. Look or how he great gets he it. jumps, yeah. right? Yeah. You're looking at. What how make, they lead. What makes them tough? What are the specific things that make them stand out? Mm-hmm. When are we in the, when we're in the red zone, are you poised or are you letting one point take all of your emotional energy? Right. Setters deal with bad passes without, how do you meant to, yeah, this without is, reaction, right? And it's okay to encourage. It's okay to even get after your guys sometimes. Um, but, but body language from a setter goes a long way. One of my... One of my favorite coaching podcasts is called Coach Your Brains Out. And one of the first podcasts I ever listened to him was with Carly Lloyd and and Courtney Thompson. And those are two women's national team uh, setters. And the way they framed it, and this this is how I know they're tough, right? Is they're like, hey, if my pastors are passing poorly, I got you. I'll handle it. Right. And then that makes, that takes so much pressure off the passer because... You're just saying, yo, whatever you put up there, I know you're you're not trying to suck. You're not trying to be bad. I'm going to deal with it, and then I'm going to make it better than yours, and I'm going to put my hitter in a scoring position. Right. That And th- when I heard that, I was like, yeah, that's that's a way different way of framing it, and that's the way you need to look at it as a setter. Talk about a couple of tough players, those two. Because, yeah, right? You took Cal to a national championship. Like, you know what you're doing. Some, yeah, some yeah. <laughs> you know what toughness you're doing. there. <laughs> That I I think setters if if they're not tough, your team is not tough. Yeah, setters have set setters are your backbone. Yeah, they set the all tone. the time and forever. The, the toughness tone for sure. All right, we got one more skill we're going to talk about. They're not all of them, right? Obviously, there's a few more. Um, but we're, but what about blocking? Um, you're kind of our blocking guru uh, at Aspire. I don't know how that happened. Club. I don't know how that happened either. I don't know what I did. I don't. You, Whatever. You walked around telling everybody you were the blocking guru. That's definitely not what I did. <laughs> hey, everybody, hey my guys, name's, my name's well William Robinson. Guru. Uh, yeah, I block. I, I teach bl- people block how balls. to block. Yeah. You know what it was? I can tell you what it is. What it was. So when what Garrett. What it was. Yeah. <laughs> Edit. Man, t- <laughs> Chicago it. took it out of me, guys. <laughs> yeah, the words have been taken out of me. Um, 
when you coached Garrick's team, 15s year, where they were their we freshmen. Took a, we took, oh we my gosh, wasted so, a lot of time. Oh my gosh, so much time on <laughs> wasted. Blo- so much time on blocking. And then the, the next year, remember? Oh no, the same year. I don't know. We coached 15s girls together. Remember oh yeah, we coached yeah, together? yeah. We coached 15s at the same time. Same I remember, time. yeah, boys and girls. And we spent a ton of time on blocking. Yeah, and we were really good at it. And I think at that point, I was like, okay, Will's the guy. Like I need to, I need to push Will towards everybody. Else. Hey, listen to some of this blocking stuff. Okay, so Will, what makes a mentally tough blocker? They don't care if the other side is going off, because they'll if a if a blocker understands this sport, they know they don't have the advantage almost ever. Right. If you're an elite defender in the NBA, you know the offense has sure. Like you should know, you should know sport in general. Offense has the advantage. So with that IQ, you should be able to kind of take away, all right, I need to be really, I need to have a lot of grace with myself right. and, and not be hard on myself. Right. But I also need to hold myself to a standard that, hey, maybe I'm not in the right spot. Maybe my block placement is bad. And if I'm a tough player, I'm going to look to my libero. I'm going to look to my middle back and my right back and say, hey, is it just me or am I in a bad spot? <laughs> Did I not get there? Yeah. And... <laughs> And that's that tough, speaks that, volumes that's because a tough thing. Oh man. Yeah. One of my favorite, like one of my first stories, like that I remember from a young coach, I was coaching at Mount point and we were playing against JT hatch. And if you, you know, UCLA, JT, UCLA grad, Ukla, Ukla playing in Israel, yeah. I believe JT hatch is one of the most annoying players to play against. I have blocked him 100%. <laughs> Another guy I have blocked. Uh, because of his ability to make you look stupid as a blocker and it will affect your ego. If you watch this 18 open match in 2014, 15, 14, 15, one of the two, (laughs) he made every right side blocker look stupid and he almost never bounced balls. And as a player, if a guy is never bouncing balls on you and is just using your block, oh, shut it down. You're going to have a long day. Right. Like, and, and so, and if, so from a blocking perspective, like you got to be able to handle it. You, you have to know who JT is that, that profile or that kind of player that well, and they, in volleyball and just be okay with it. Like, and, damn, this guy's good. <laughs> and they don't allow that to creep into other parts of their game. Right. How often have you seen some, a kid who just can't, for whatever reason, I can't stop that guy or I'm doing everything I and can. And they give up. And then, and then they're, their passing breaks down or yeah. their, or their, or their hitting breaks down or they, they then miss serves. And, um, you know, I, and and we'll kind of end there. I think that that encompasses just in general the toughness that's required to play volleyball. Yeah, because you can't allow one skill breakdown to affect everything else because you're doing all of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you, you have, give yourself grace. I think that's something yeah. we gotta tell kids. Like, why are you being so hard on yourself? Like. They're good. Yeah. They're an open uh, two. So John Calipari, one of my favorites. Who fav- is that? Uh, he's, I, I, if I have to explain I, to people I, who John well, Calipari you know, is. I, it, okay, yeah. University. He's not Coach K. A lot of people do think. <laughs> Different yeah, K. Coach Cal. Cal yeah, Coach Cal. Cal. So University of Kentucky, men's basketball coach. He tells a great story. I read his book. Love his book. Shout out Coach Cal. If you're, if you're listening, 
Hit Craig me, Skinner and him are up. buddies. <laughs> we up. do have a Skinner connection. So, a little. <laughs> anyway, in his book, he talks about Anthony Davis in the title game. In the title game, this is this is great. And Anthony Davis was struggling in the title game to make baskets, a a basket, and <laughs> anything. And at halftime, he walked into the locker room, and this is Coach Cal's story. Walks into the locker room, doesn't droop his shoulders. Body language isn't bad. And he says to his teammates, he says, guys, I don't, I don't got it tonight. I can't mm-hmm. make it. But I'm going to get every rebound. I'm going to chase down every loss, loose ball. I'm going to defend as best I can. I'm going to block every shot. He, he did not allow his inability to make a shot that night affect the rest of his game. Talk about a mentally tough approach. And they won the national championship. The, one of the best words to describe that, vulnerable. He, he told his team what was happening and they're like, oh God, we got to help him now. And, like, vul- and vulnerability oftentimes is looked at as weakness. It's the exact opposite. Showing, yeah. showing that you're vulnerable and you need help is, is a sign of toughness in team sports because it, that's what it's all about. It's about yeah. the team. It's about success of the team. It's about success of your, of, of your teammates individually on top of all of that. Like I, volleyball is a, is a consummate team sport. Can't do it without each other. And, and it, you can't do it with mentally weak players because it, it breaks down. One kid breaks down. Another kid breaks down. Another kid mm-hmm. breaks down. The next thing you know, you're losing. And don't let one point. So you kids out there, you you kids out there. Anybody listening to us? I know we got a few, uh, you know, repeat listeners. Rachel Martinez, little shout out. She loves our podcast. She does. She's you know. So be mentally tough out there, Rachel. And although all you others that are listening to us, um, you know, hopefully you learned a little bit of something about what it means to be tough, right? And yeah. that's a again to recap comes all from right up here, right? All from your mind. Not so much from how strong you are, how physical you are. Um, we love to see tough players and we hope that, uh, you guys can, uh, you know, kind of pick up on some of that. Maybe we helped some of you out today. Um, don't forget to like subscribe, find us where you listen to all your podcasts. Quick shout out. Donate. Yes. Donate. Find the Venmo. Yeah. No, Noah will, will handle that stuff it'll on be the, the YouTube, yeah, it'll yeah, be in the YouTube description. description. We, we got to pay for uh, all this stuff. <laughs> it was worth it. It's totally so worth, worth it. it. Yeah. Even if you don't donate, we'll keep, we'll keep doing this. Shout out to Bobby Robson getting 30 under 30. A good friend of mine just wanted to say that. And he, and he is a supporter of the show. He, Bo- he got, did you know that? I did not. Oh yeah. Hey, AVCA. Yeah. High five. Okay. Bobby, you got a high five on the show. Congrats. AVCA. There it is. Yeah. He, you do work at our, at our rival quote yeah, unquote Bobby's a friend but, we but you've done great sure. things at a school that's that's your alma mater and I it's respect awesome. that good yeah. for Bobby uh, thanks for listening folks we will catch up with you soon and uh, until then uh, be tough and uh, we'll see you later peace <laughs>